Hello and welcome to One Perfect Week, a podcast documenting my ongoing efforts to get just one perfect Weight Watchers week. Of course, perfection isn't really the goal. The goal is to make forward progress and for healthy decisions one at a time to snowball into a healthy lifestyle overall. That's the goal. Thanks for coming along with me. I'm Ashley, and this is One Perfect Week. Hello. I'm so excited to be recording a third episode of the podcast. Um, It has been a crazy, busy, strange week. Um, I think I released episode two last weekend, maybe Saturday, And my intention was to release another one on Wednesday, which was my weigh-in day. Um, Wednesday was also Inauguration Day. uh, And it was also the middle of a super busy week for me at work. Um, So I didn't record. And I have some things to talk about, uh, which I guess I'll just kind of tell you about my week starting on weigh-in day last week on Wednesday or this earlier this week. So as I said in the last episode, I had had three weeks in a row of gaining about a pound and a half a week and I was off the rails. Um, I use the Happy Scale app, which kind of takes a day, an average of your weigh, weigh-ins. You can weigh every day and log it or, you know, I usually weigh probably about five or six times a week. Um, I think I weigh, I weigh fewer times per week during the times that I know I'm wackadoo crazy up on the high end. Um, but anyway, uh, my weight had been going up for three weeks and it had affected my moving average and happy scale enough that the, the graph was red, um, So, you know, when your graph is red, that means you're on an upward trend and it means that the, the app stops being able to track, uh, or to estimate when you're going to hit your goal. Um, so the app is telling me, you know, I'm never going to hit my goal (laughs) because I'm going the wrong direction. So that is strangely motivating to me. I, I had been really excited because I'd gotten it to where my 90 day graph had no red on it. It was all green above the line. Um, and, and I could see even if it was going to be 43 years until I (laughs) hit my goal weight of 146 pounds, um, it could still estimate and I was on a downward trend. So anyway, I have pulled my graph back down this week to the green zone and a downward trend. On Wednesday, I was down 0.7 pounds, um, and it has continued to go down since then, and that is a relief. Um, Usually, on weigh-in days, I have a great blue dot on points type of day. This week, I didn't. Um, I woke up and weighed, and then I started to do, I'd had a really busy work day on Tuesday and on Wednesday I was feeling a little bit of relief, like the day wasn't going to be so nuts in terms of work requirements. 
Um, so I watched a little bit of the inauguration and I am a person who is very happy that Donald Trump is not the president anymore. Um, but I'm, I'm also real cynical about just status quo and the way things are. And I felt really disconnected from my like peers in social meet on social media, my friends in real life. Um, I was not able to capture any of this feeling of like, you know, relief or, or total relief and total optimism. Um, I still feel like sometimes I feel like a canary in a coal mine and everybody else is breathing just fine, but I'm like dead. Um, <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like I just need every, I wish that other people were sensing what I was sensing. I just think there's, you know, things are not working for humans under capitalism. I'll go with that. And then I will not make this a political podcast. Um, but anyway, I was feeling that way and I just watched myself order takeout, (laughs) um, which hadn't been on the plan. I wasn't planning to do that. Uh, there, there's a breakfast restaurant that I, that has breakfast burritos. There's like a certain type of breakfast burrito that I just love and crave and I can make it at home, but it's never as good, even though it's super simple. So basically I love a breakfast burrito. That's just like a big flour tortilla, some scrambled eggs, some hash browns, some meat that's not actually meat. So like, you know, vegetarian sausage, uh, cheddar cheese, and then Frank's red hot. And (laughs) it shouldn't be that hard to make that happen in my life more often, but I get really excited about the prospect. And there's one restaurant that, uh, in, in Portland where I live that has good ones and it has been closed a lot recently and I'm doing everything, you know, via delivery, um, because of COVID. And I was like, Oh, it's a Wednesday morning. That restaurant's open. So I ordered that. I also ordered French toast and a, you know, real point heavy coffee drink. And it was completely just a, a you deserve this. This is a weird time. It's okay to fix your feelings with food kind of thing. Um, and I don't think I ordered it until about noon. I hadn't eaten anything yet, which I'll get to in a little bit. I have more thoughts about breakfast and delaying the onset of my eating time in the day. Um, so anyway, I ordered that and it actually didn't wind up coming until I had a meeting. And so I didn't even really enjoy it. I had to like turn the video off on my zoom meeting for work and like, I wanted to eat the food while it was still hot, but, um, you know, my, my attention was elsewhere, but then, you know, I ate, I ate that and I didn't eat to being uncomfortably full. I don't do that very often. Uh, but then I, I was looking at my tracker just now in the, the Weight Watchers app and I didn't wind up eating anything else that day. Um, and I remember thinking that night, like, huh, that's interesting. 
and and it meant that my points were not out of control for the day they were within a range that you know while it's not a blue dot it doesn't make me feel terrible um which is another thing I'll get to later I have a strategy um I don't think blue dots are that important to me I think that staying within my points including my fit points is a strategy for me um which I'll talk about a little bit later so anyway that was Wednesday um the rest of the week I was so busy with work and with things going pretty well in my personal life that everything flew out the window. The only good habit on my, on my lists of, you know, things I'm supposed to do every day, the only things I did consistently were my workouts. And so I feel so excited and happy and grateful that I am in a, in a spot where I just exercise as part of my normal daily routine. I love my Peloton. If you are on the fence and thinking about buying one, I really suggest going for it. It's so much fun. It's so motivating. Uh, this isn't a Peloton ad, but they've got, you know, interest-free financing, and I think it's worth it. I The monthly app is kind of expensive and annoying. It's like more than I really even want to pay for an actual gym membership. But what I did when I decided to get my Peloton was I canceled, like, I had an Ipsy uh, subscription and a Birchbox subscription. And I figured if I canceled those, that was, like, enough of a decrease in my monthly spending that I could feel okay about the, like, $40 a month that you pay for the Peloton app on your bike. Um, so the, the working out throughout the week was great. Every day I went on a walk or run and rode my bike. And, um, I feel good about that. I would like to get more consistent with weight training. When Orange Theory opens back up, that I'll at least be doing that four times a week. But it's scattershot, you know, it's not like, there's no, I'm sure the people that design workouts at Orange Theory have some sort of main framework they're using to plan workouts, but if you don't go, every, you know, nobody goes every day. Um, if I go every day, then at least two or three of the classes I do in the week are going to be just 30-minute run-row classes without any weight training. And, you know, the weight training to me there at Orange Theory is really just another section of a cardio workout. Um, it's still about getting your heart rate into the orange zone for me. Maybe some other people view it differently, but to me it's like, it's not bodybuilding. It's not uh, thoughtful, functional strength training. Um and I want to have that. And the and Peloton does have just like this massive library of strength classes, even strength classes that are body weight only with no equipment. So that's something I want to get better about. Um, yeah, so we, we get to this point in the week. I, like I said, I tracked on 
Wednesday, my one takeout meal. Um, Thursday, I tracked and I went over a bit, but it wasn't nuts. And then Friday, Saturday, and today, which is Sunday, I didn't track. And I truly, I, I know what I ate today, but Friday and Saturday, I have no idea. I have no idea what I ate. I have no idea. I know that my weight hasn't been going up. Um, I know that last night I ate a Totino's and a Dr. Pepper. Um, so I, I know that I'm not doing the right things, but yeah, I don't, I, it's funny how useful the, <laughs> the tracker in the Weight Watchers app is. Um, something that I did this week that I think has been really helpful for me is I really, I'd been finding that particularly if I don't get my gallon of water in, at some point during the day, I just have a giant hankering for a huge Dr. Pepper. And I don't, you know, I'm not going to just order a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> so I wind up ordering an entire meal just to get my Dr. Pepper fix. So one thing that I do like that's a bit of a replacement is vanilla flavored polar seltzer. Um, obviously it's not as sweet. It's, you know, vanilla scented more than anything. Somebody did a joke once where <laughs> flavored seltzer is kind of like the flavor calling to you from another room while you drink it. Um, but I think that vanilla seltzer, vanilla polar is yummy enough and creamy Swedish enough that it could, um, it could fill the Dr. Pepper shaped hole. And I do think that a lot of the Dr. Pepper craving is about being thirsty. Um, which that is so annoying about bodies because it's not, it's not a thing my body needs. I wish that we could turn off cravings for things our body does, doesn't need. Just make me want some water body. Um, but anyway, I bought a lot of them, a lot of vanilla polar. The one thing about it is it's only available in like liter bottles. And I find that to be a really inconvenient sized container. It leads to me wasting a lot of it because it's small enough that I just want to drink out of the bottle. Um, but then it's big enough that usually before I'm done with it, it's kind of like gone flat and is warm which it's not as good then. So there'll usually be like a third of the bottle left. So this week I tried really hard with my son. I was like, well, we can each have one of these every other day. So like have it all at once or use a cup and spread it out. But like have one every other day to supplement your like regular water drinking. And it didn't go well. He drank one every day. So I got like two throughout the week, which I, he's drinking water, so that's good, um, and neither of us wasted any, so that's good, uh, but I, I don't know, I'm somebody that, I haven't yet gotten into grocery delivery, a lot of people are doing that in the pandemic, and maybe, maybe I could, the problem, so the problem with buying these one liter bottles of Polar seltzer in bulk is that I don't drive so when I go grocery shopping I just have to carry it all home so I guess I could buy like you know 
four of them every time I go to the store or something and go I go a lot I live downtown and I'm not a huge planner and preparer so I go to the grocery store multiple times a week um and it's you know blocks away from me but part of me wants to just have a hundred of these in a closet in my house and not run out of them but I feel like if I was going to use deli- grocery delivery, I would be I would feel like such a pain in the butt asking someone to pick up my 100 bottles of polar. <laughs> and and the reason that I don't do it via, you know, some big delivery service like Amazon or whatever, besides not really loving giving my money to Jeff Bezos, um is that the, it's a, it's way more expensive. So at my new seasons, which is like our local fancy grocery store, for some reason, these liter bottles of Polar are just 50 cents. But if I'm going to buy them on Amazon, they're like two or three times that. Which reminds me of another thing that I found at the grocery store this week that I was shocked about. I found the Clio Greek yogurt bars. Um... And I found Nick's, like, low-carb ice cream. I didn't buy that because it was, like, six fifty a pint. And even though I real I recognize I would spend that with the shipping and everything if I bought it online, I just couldn't, couldn't bring myself to spend that much money for a pint of ice cream. Maybe if I have, like, a huge ice cream craving at some point, it's nice to know that it is easy to get. They have Halo Top at my grocery store too, but I don't actually like Halo Top. Um, I would rather not eat ice cream than, than eat Halo Top. But I've heard that the NYX brand is, is actually ice cream. Um, so they had that at the store, but it was expensive. But the Clio Greek yogurt bars, which I'd heard great things about and which sounded delicious, were on sale for a dollar each, which is much less than they are when you order them online. Um, So I've got a bunch of those. The first time I bought them, I bought, they had, at the store, they had vanilla, peanut butter, and strawberry. And if you don't know what they are, they're just like this Greek yogurt filling that's kind of cheesecakey, and then they're covered in dark chocolate. And they are, I'm on the blue plan and there's six points or eight points for the peanut butter kind and my recommendation is not to buy the peanut butter one because it's not that good and it's more points so anyway the first time I bought them I tried one of each and I thought they were going to be a problem for me because I ate all three of them in a row (laughs) but I think that part of that was like just the novelty and like wanting to compare them all to each other. So now that I know that the only one I really liked of that set was the strawberry. Um, When I bought more at the store, I only bought strawberry and I have had much more luck just having like one a day. Uh, The other thing about them is they taste good, but they kind of make my mouth hurt. (laughs) So I don't feel like eating them all the time. I don't know what it is. Like, I think it's, so my I sometimes fruit makes my mouth hurt in general. Is that scurvy? Do I have scurvy from all my Totinos and Dr. Pepper? 
Um, but yeah, so I don't know. That's something that I found this week. Anyway, I think I will talk a little bit more about what I'm thinking about how to have some more success this week. So, um, I do think I'll be down on the scale on Wednesday, but I also recognize that I have not at all. I've not had a perfect week. One perfect week. I have not had one perfect day. Um, I'm not doing what I tell myself I want to be doing. And even if my happy scale graph is green and I have a projected goal weight day 43 years in the future, um, that's not the best I can do, right? <laughs> like, it's not. So I just can't imagine what kind of success I would be having if I were doing my real, true, actual best. And I guess I am. Like, maybe we're always all doing our best. But you know what I mean. So here's what I'm sort of thinking. Here's a few things that I read this week. Um, really only on, I don't know, last Sunday and today. The only times that I've done any, like, sit down and think about myself this week. Um... One affirmation that I read that I think is really helpful is it's so simple, but I am capable of change. Like, I think that is super useful. I am capable of change. I think that so often, and I have one friend that I talk to a lot who often says, like, it's just who I am. It's just how I am. And I in that person, it's so easy, easy for me to be like, what a limiting belief, (laughs) you know? But with myself, I'm sort of like, I don't even pause on the thought, like, that's just who I am. I'm just a person who eats what I want. Um, but that doesn't have to be true. I am capable of change. Um, and I, another thing that I think is really interesting is this idea that I can act as if, So I can act as if I'm a person who sticks to her eating plan. Um, And something that I wrote down from my reading this week is when acting as if we open up to the positive possibilities of the future instead of limiting the future by today's feelings and circumstances. So I don't know how many of you are familiar with like Think and Grow Rich or... um, (laughs) like the law of attraction, which I am not super into these things. There was a time in my life when I was, uh, but while I was reading Think and Grow Rich, I also wound up getting a book called Think and Grow Thin. And that was by a guy who, uh, was using the same kind of techniques for weight loss. So he's like, I just think of myself as already a fit, healthy person. And then I do the things that a fit, healthy person does, because those are the same things that are going to get me fit and healthy. Um, and if I think of myself, you know, play the mental trick on myself of just acting as if I'm a person who goes for a run every day, then suddenly I am a person who goes for a run every day, which again, similarly to, I am capable of change. Like it's so simple. Um, it's so simple that it doesn't seem like it should be effective, but it's also so simple that when I think that thought, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know? So I've been thinking a lot about acting as if, and I, I think that that's part of why I've been having so much success with working out 
is that I like it. And, you know, I think for a lot of years I thought of myself as somebody who was tired and somebody who was busy and somebody who was a single mom without childcare and, you know, all of these things that kept me from working out. And then when the pandemic started and my son is 12, he can stay home on his own while I go for a run. Uh, I realized like I had been thinking all those years that I was a person who thought working out was a pain in the ass that I didn't have time for. And now I realize like that led me to acting like I was that person, but I'm not that person. I like, you know, getting sweaty. I like those moments where you realize you're working really hard and you don't hate it. I like the, the fact that I'm experiencing like the mental health benefits of working out. Oh man, I feel like a different more, much more, um, emotionally placid human being than I have been at any other time in the past. <laughs> we'll go with 38 years that I've been alive. Um, although I guess that's not true cause I was an active like kid, but anyway, yeah. So I've been thinking about how to act as if I am a person who sticks to her eating plan. Um, and Another thing I wrote down is kind of related to that. It's this quote is if we do not change our direction, we are likely to end up where we're headed. So, I mean, it's another duh kind of thing, but at the same time, like sort of deep, you know, <laughs> like if I don't change something, I'm gonna end up where I'm going already. Um, it kind of brings to mind my Happy Scale app, which you know, if I don't change anything, it's always red. It's been red since the day I was born. Um, going up and up and up and up and up. And obviously that's not true because I've had periods of bringing it back down. But, you know, my barometer is set toward packing on pounds forever. And so I have to, I don't know, adjust the rudder. I'm like using sailing terms and I don't know anything about sailing. I don't even think it's sailing. Like you don't sail giant boats with rudders. Do you? I don't know. I don't know any of this. Um, I'll stop talking about it, but <laughs> really good podcast hosting happening right now. Um, yeah. So the next sort of topic that I, that I wrote down and have been thinking about is, um, the idea that my best thinking got me here, right? So I'm pretty good at planning, um, but planning is not the same thing as action and it's not the same thing as surrender. So I guess what I kind of mean about that is that I don't know. I'll back up a little bit. I have a really, I've been thinking, I've been noticing more and more that I have a super low tolerance for frustration or uncertainty or discomfort, not physical discomfort. Um, and maybe not even emotional discomfort, but just like, you know, it happens at work a lot lately too. I was a preschool teacher for a lot of years and the last few years I have been in office jobs and I'm noticing like there is a lot about just sitting down 
and doing a thinking task that I find really, really, really painful and difficult. Um, and this week at work, the past week and a half maybe, um, I have been, I've had to, I've had several like deadlines and important things and I'm, my team at work is down a person and so I have more on my plate. Um, and so I, I can really, I've had plenty of opportunity to prove to myself that getting started is the hardest part and that once I am started, like once I have figured out what I'm even sort of trying to do, then it's easy for me to push through and work. I can figure things out. I'm a smart person, but I don't feel like it before I get started. It, things feel so overwhelming and no fun to me. Um, and that's even actually happened with the podcast this week. Like I love this and, and the anchor app is super easy. Um, but there's this little part of me that when I went, when I, each day when I kind of was like, Oh, I was supposed to do a podcast on Wednesday. Maybe I should do it. Maybe I'll do it now. There's this little tiny thing in my brain where I was like, you know, I don't know yet how to insert these pre-recorded segments that I made. So I made that intro that has the music and I made the outro that you'll hear at the end has the music. And because I had never made an episode before, um, where I wasn't going to record those things. I was just going to use them. I hadn't ever done it before. And that was like the feeling of not being exactly sure how to do that (laughs) was enough to make me be like, nah, I don't want to record right now. Um, I used to have this job at a patent office, patent law firm, um, where I was doing a job that a monkey could do, but it would stress me out so much until I just wrote down like the steps. There were just a lot of steps involved and I needed a little checklist. Um, and then I could do my work, but without that, I don't know. I've been thinking that I need some medication, (laughs) but without that, it's just, I could literally torture myself and do nothing at work for weeks on end because I don't want the feeling of like, shit, I can't organize my thoughts. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. Um, so I'm thinking about that in terms of my eating plan because as I was saying, my best thinking got me here. Planning doesn't equal action and planning doesn't equal surrender. So pre-tracking and prep are really important. And I've seen that uh, because it sets me up to not have that moment in my brain where I'm like, I don't want to figure out what's for breakfast. I'm going to order McDonald's. I know how to do that. <laughs> um, however, where I run into the trouble then is with follow through and action. Um, and that is a problem like that. I, if I'm, if I'm tracked and planned for the day, But then I just don't want to, not because it's hard, but because I'm bored with it or whatever. I need to figure out how to respond to that. Like, what's the solution? So the solution to my first problem of, you know, not wanting to be uncertain or overwhelmed is to plan and pre-track. But then the second problem that pops up then is that I don't like to follow through (laughs) and I don't, I don't want to 
eat yogurt and cherries for breakfast. I want McDonald's. Um, so I've realized that what the, the solution to that problem is, is surrender. Um, and that's the kind of thing that's coming from my 12 step recovery work. Um, I think I need to find some better ways to like interrupt this habit I have of just being like, I do what I want to, um, and to genuinely ask for and accept support (laughs) from the universe. Um, so that's what I'm going to be thinking about this week is like, part of the reason I started the podcast is I thought maybe if I'm about to do anything outside of my perfect week behaviors, my one perfect week checklist of behaviors, I'll just get on and record a podcast, right? Um, but that hasn't worked so far. I don't feel like I have something to say every time and I don't, I want this to be useful to the people listening. Um, so I think I got to find some other ways to surrender. So if you have any ideas about that and by surrender, I just mean, how do I allow myself to do anything but eat pizza? Like when my brain is telling me, I just want to fuck up. Sorry if you don't like that word. I just want to screw up. I don't want to do the things that, that set me up for fail for success. I want to screw up. Um, I don't know how to interrupt that. And I don't know why I have such a hard time interrupting that. Um, as I said in the first episode, I listened to Sheila Jane's Weight Watchers WW podcast. And one of the ones that I listened to this week was really emotional. She was talking about um, needing to apologize to herself for calling certain behaviors self, self-sabotage. Um I suggest listening to her if you don't already, and I don't know which episode this was, but they're all, it's all so good. I started at the beginning, um, and I, I feel real, you know, friendship to this person I've never talked to. Um, but she was talking about how a certain part of her had kind of like bubbled up and said, Hey, like these behaviors eating food for comfort, whatever, um, gaining weight for, as a protective mechanism, like they served us during periods of life that were really hard. And I'm going to cry about it apparently like Sheila Jane did. (laughs) Um, But you know, there's something there. Like there are reasons that, that I developed these habits and coping mechanisms and I don't know addictive patterns um and like whatever is behind them even though I can't see what it is I know that it's clearly scary to something in my psyche to stop these behaviors so if any of you listening have any book recommendations or thoughts about that um I am more than open to digging into that um and I'm just gonna keep trying and keep paying attention and not check out not bail out um 
Yeah. So I think that kind of the last thought, I don't know that if, I'm, I'm not sure if I, I have two more thoughts. <laughs> I'll say that while, you know, I've said a couple times that I'm pretty sure I'm going to be down and wait uh, in my, on my official Wednesday weigh-in. Um, and while that is true, I also did not do anything that I tell myself I need to do, right? I did not drink a gallon of water a day. I I took my vitamins most days. I worked out. I didn't track my food every day. I didn't pre-track. Um, I didn't get the right sleep, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All these things that should be the factors that that allow me to lose weight during the week. Um, I didn't pay attention to any of that, but I happened to eat less, and the reason I did was because I was so busy and feeling really good in my work, um, feeling effective. I do notice that one of the one of the times that I jump to food is when I am trying to avoid starting a task that I feel that like anxiety about starting. Is I'm like, well, oh, eating is a physical need. I can do that. <laughs> you know, I can make a meal right now instead, or order a meal right now instead of starting my work. Um, so this week when I really just jumped into work, it uh, it meant that I didn't use food as an excuse, which meant that I ate less food. And then also, because I felt good about myself and good about my effectiveness, you know, I didn't need to comfort myself or like find enjoyment in um, eating yummy things. Another thing that's interesting is I had a really nice week with like, you know, a person that I love, um, who is not my partner, (laughs) but we have a frustrating to me relationship sometimes. And through, I don't, I don't really know how to talk about it, but that person really behaved in some ways this week that felt good to me and felt like what I deserve and um, that made it that makes it easier to you know that that is one less reason to turn to food um, and obviously there's something to unpack there because I don't have control over how anybody behaves and whether that person is doing things I like or not, I'm supposed to be okay, <laughs> you know? And yeah, but I, I think it's interesting that those two factors, um, feeling good about my work and feeling appreciated by someone that I love made it easier to not go off the rails. So that's thought number one last thought number one last thought number two is I wonder what you all think about intermittent fasting so I am committed to doing Weight Watchers for now um I've tried lots of things but I feel like Weight Watchers is the right um overarching framework for my weight loss journey if you will um but I've read a lot about intermittent fasting and I 
I'm really interested in it. I'm not going to talk about it too much right now because we're already almost at 40 minutes, which I can't believe. Um, but I, I am interested in doing that because I think that that's a way for me to uh, manage my overeating. And also, I believe the science that I've read about, you know, keeping my insulin levels stable through a, a larger part of the day. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to be somebody who loses all my weight with Weight Watchers and then is, you know, shackled to a really restrictive way of eating. I don't want to lose all my hair. Like, I've heard some real uh, horror stories about people being able to wreck their metabolism with Weight Watchers. Um, and I don't know that it's, I don't blame Weight Watchers, you know, I think especially with the blue and purple plans, it's up to us to, to eat enough. Um, you've got zero point foods that are nutritionally dense and calorically dense and you know a lot of times I hear people being like eggs are zero points but I only eat egg whites because eggs are not zero calories but your body needs calories and if you don't get them your body stops non-essential processes (laughs) and I don't want that to happen and I don't want you know I'll get into talking about this more in future episodes but I want to be an athlete And I want to eat like an athlete eats. That doesn't probably equal a lot of Dr. Pepper. Um, But (laughs) I don't want to eat just like low-fat, low-sugar versions of things and no food. You know what I mean? Like no actual food. Um, And I think that when people don't eat enough zero-point foods or when they don't eat their fit points, and obviously I can only talk about what I think is going to work for me um, and what seems sensible to me, but I don't want to eat a bunch of diet food or a little bit of diet food and then be like, oh, I'm out of points, no more eating. Um, I, I hear so many people talking about how they don't eat their weeklies. And I think the thing that's more shocking to me is when people are like, I did everything right. I didn't eat my weeklies and I, I never went over my points and I'm not losing weight. Or, you know, I definitely can't eat very much because I never eat my weeklies and I always get a blue dot and I still only lose, you know, 0.2 pounds every week. And to me, I'm like, I think that is a sign that something is not right. Um, I think that if you are severely restricting and you're not losing very fast, it's because your body is not getting what it needs. And I'm not a doctor and I'm not a nutritionist and I'm not a weight loss or weight watchers ambassador and I'm not anywhere near goal. So don't listen to me. But my intuition, which A, told me that Jojo Siwa was gay before she came out this week, um, B, has also told me that bodies can eat food and still be lean. Um, so that's my rant. I'm going to eat my fit points. 
I'm going to eat zero-point foods to my satisfaction. Um, and I'm going to know in my heart that that's the way for me to make this sustainable and to not shrivel up and have all my hair fall out and to be stressed out about eating an extra cup of sugar-free applesauce. I don't ever want to be stressed out about eating sugar-free applesauce or not. That sounds terrible. So that's all I got. I'm going to check in again on Wednesday after I weigh in and hopefully I have some really fun news for you. Um, I'm not going to be in Wonderland or anything, but that could happen in the next couple of weeks. So that would be awesome. Anyway, I hope that you all have a wonderful week and thank you for listening. And um, I would love to hear from you on Instagram. I think that info is in my outro that I have lived through the frustration of figuring out how to insert. It's not any frustration at all. It's so easy. I shouldn't have worried. Anyway, talk to you soon. This has been one perfect week. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more or you just want to say hey, you can find me on Instagram at one dot perfect dot week.